When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's Jalen Rose. I am David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What, what is it that we, we do? We do the people! What they want. Jalen, we have some juicy NBA news involving a player that we've been discussing for years as a potential trade. Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz. After moving Rudy Gobert, wasn't clear whether or not he was available. Were they going to build around him? What were they going to do? Well, guess what? Danny Ainge is in the building. And he is saying that he is now listening. He's picking up his phone. He's getting text messages. He's listening to potential <laughs> offers for those that want to acquire Mr. Mitchell for their team. What does this news tell you about the Jazz? And where do you think Mitchell could end up? So, first and foremost, David Jacoby, good afternoon, my brother. And good while afternoon. Donovan Mitchell has proven to be a, an elite playoff performer and all-NBA caliber talent, the best player on the playoff team, the Utah Jazz under Danny Ainge now is considering trading him. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the Utah Jazz, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they know what I know. There's a prospect coming out in the draft in 2023. His name is Victor. He plays in the Euro League and he's French. Here's what I'll tell you. He's seven foot three, mm-hmm. a seven foot nine wingspan, nine foot seven standing reach. Teams that feel like they don't have a necessarily necessary chance to win it all next year are already tanking for him. <laughs> hey, they already tank. Hey, so, hey, fam. You know I'm in Vegas right now. I'm gonna try something. I'm gonna okay. try something. Okay. This is this is gonna be difficult. Okay. I'm gonna try his last name. Victor Wambayama. I'm going Wambayama. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There it's you it's go. like Giannis It's gonna take go. us a couple years to get up to it. Wambayamba. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> close, close. But 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 here's the thing. I know how much you love Chet, for example. I do love Chet. When he played against Holmgren, two years younger, ate his food. Mm. So T started to say, including the Oklahoma City Thunder, we want to position ourselves for this guy. So when you see Utah making moves like this, when you see them fielding trade offers from Donovan Mitchell, it ain't necessarily about a player that's currently in the league. Interesting. It's teams already position themselves to tank. That's why at the owners' meetings in Las Vegas over the past couple of days, they made sure that they're trying to institute a play-in tournament. That th- This is exactly why it won't happen this season, but next year that's why it'll be a play-in tournament after Thanksgiving to make sure teams find a way to play the 82-game schedule with integrity. But for now, everybody trying to get Victor. Everybody Everybody trying trying to get Victor. Victor. 
including the Utah Jazz. So well, do not at, be surprised if Donovan Mitchell is moved. If you look at the Jazz without Gobert and Mitchell, you've got Bogdanovich, you've got Conley, Jordan Clarkson. Like I expected everybody to be on the table because it seems like they're going full bottom out tanking, which Danny Ainge has done before. Now, when I saw this news, one thing came to mind as a Die Easy Knicks fan. Don't do it, Knicks. Don't do it, Knicks. Do not do it, Knicks. Do not do it, Knicks. We do not need a backcourt of Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell making tons of money and R.J. Barrett. Don't see, see where it says easy if it costs R.J. right there? Do not do that, Knicks. Knicks, do not do it, okay? I know you got Scott Perry's number. Please text him. You get to Leon Rose, whatever you have to do, do not do this, New York Knicks. Now, there's a lot of GMs making a lot of phone calls, but one of the things I've always admired about you is your ability to sort of like understand the process. So we're gonna talk to somebody named GM Jalen. So, GM Jalen, you are the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant has requested a trade, and um, I'm going to be the GM of another team. Oh, Mr. Rose, is that you? You didn't say hello. What up, though? Okay. Oh, it is you. Great. Got that Detroit greeting. Now, um, Mr. Rose, I know that Kevin Durant requested a trade. It's David Jacoby here of the Toronto Raptors. I have a trade proposal for you that you're going to love. Mr. Rose, okay. you're going to love. Take a look at what I have on the table for you. Are you okay. familiar with Scotty Barnes? Yes. Tons of potential. Scotty Tons Barnes. Tons of potential. Rookie yep. of the year. Love the uh-huh. young fellow. And then, oh, oh, Pascal Siakam. All-star. Great potential. And not, not just Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam. I'm also going to throw in two first-round picks for Kevin Durant. What do you say, GM Jalen? I say good morning. Thank you for calling, David. I say good afternoon. Great talking mm. to you, David. Good night. And tonight, too. when I text you back, I'll say, I'm not going to be able to do it. <laughs> no, no. So, so let me get this right. You're going to give me Pascal Siakam. Yep, yep. Okay. Who, by the way, is a terrific, like, undersized 5-4 in the Eastern Conference. That's, that's, that's what Has I'm a saying. championship pedigree. Has done a terrific job of developing his game in Toronto. And Scotty Burns who like has the potential to be a Sky's defensive the player of the year. Oh yeah, all, Sky's multi-time the all-star. Let me exactly. Ask, let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Did either one of them make the all-star game last year? Well, not last year. Got it. See, I need a player that was in this past all-star game, and then I need that same player to be in the next five. Scotty so, Barnes. Can you guarantee me that Scotty Barnes is gonna be in the next five all-stars? In it's almost as good as a guarantee. I can't control injuries, gotcha. but gotcha. but if you give this man the opportunity, he will be in the All-Star game, perennial Masa- All-Star for years Masa- to come. Masai Ujiri, who you just saw a picture, is my favorite GM in the league. But I'm sending him the voicemail on this, fam. You gotta really? Come, you gotta, yeah, you got to go to voicemail, dog. Keep, yeah, you got to come correct. Call All one right. of your buddies. Call well, one of your buddies and hit me back. Guess what? Tomorrow, GM Jalen, I'll be the general manager of another team, and I'll make another proposal, and somebody tells me it might end the same way. But while we're discussing Kevin Durant, we have to discuss his legacy. This is something that you love to talk about, Jalen, him moving teams. You don't want to see him in four different uniforms. Like, you love legacy talk, and there's been so much discussion of his legacy and the moves that he's made going from the Thunder to the Warriors. And he went to Twitter, and he asked Twitter, did you add to your legacy today? (laughs) 
<laughs> then he started responding to people. Someone emptied the dishwasher. Great leadership. Someone else drank four and a half cups of coffee. That's not enough. Legacy points deducted. So he's having fun on Twitter with his legacy. So what do you think about him playing on Twitter about it? And also, like, what do you think about his legacy? Like, does is going to another team going to affect the way you view him in his career? Well, his overall legacy is going to have him be one of the top 20 NBA players of all time. All time. An elite scorer who flirted with 50, 40, 90 and revolutionized in a lot of ways what you expect from a 6'11 player who's a knockdown shooter who can get his own shot off the dribble. Like, he's literally iceberg slim shooting trades from the suburbs. He's that deal. But here's what I'll say. The one thing about hopping on Twitter and responding to people, that means you're listening. And the one thing about KD his entire career, whether it was burner accounts, when he was talking about Russell Westbrook, whether he was talking about the Oklahoma City franchise, it don't matter how he replies. You know that he's listening. Mm -hmm. And for the fact that he's listening, it lets you know something that I've always said. Championship rings, they don't always buy happiness for a lifetime. When I see Scottie Pippen, I see a player that's a six-time champion, one of the top 50 players of all time. And you know what the public does? They disrespect my guy by calling him Robin. Like, just disrespect him. For so many years, to the point where when the last dance comes out, he can't even enjoy it. So let's talk KD. When you leave OKC, when you leave to go to the Golden State Warriors and y'all win championships, it's one thing to wear those rings. But unlike LeBron, LeBron went back to Cleveland and as an all-time great player, he delivered because he knew everybody was gonna call him a ring chaser. You know why? When he went to Miami to join D-Wade and Chris Bosh, that's what he was. You know that, right? What's wrong and, with being a ring chaser? <laughs> and, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that if I'm LeBron or KD at that at that point in my career, I understand why a great player wants to take championships off the table when it comes to the conversation for their all-time great legacy. But LeBron also knew that I need to go back and win one in Cleveland, which basically equals, if not eclipses, the two he won in Miami. They didn't get not five, not six, not seven, but they did get two. So let's talk about KD. When you go to the Warriors and everybody acknowledges that you joined the 73-win team, and yes, you were the best player on two teams that won the championship. He knows what Kyrie and you know. He still has to go somewhere else and be that dude to validate his, not yours, not mine, not somebody on Twitter washing dishes, not somebody on Twitter that's washing their car. His all-time great legacy. So you team up with Kyrie Irving, and both of you guys are going to show, I can win without the Warriors, I can win without LeBron James. As a matter of fact, we're going to get James Harden to come join us. So now when that doesn't work, KD, the entire season, goes back and forth with people about how he's not really affected about the noise when he's really 
affected about the noise. And so now, when people are talking about his legacy conversation, he knows, depending on where he goes, people are gonna say he had to hitch his boat or he had to hitch his game to somebody else's in order to be all-time great, in particular, a champion. So he knows that this conversation is gonna be had. That's why he's getting in front of it right now. Well, Jalen, you say he's listening. So Kevin Durant, I have a message for you. Chase all the rings. Go to 17 different teams. I'm not like Jalen. I want to see you in all the uniforms. You can play with LeBron and AD. You can play with Jimmy Buckets. You can play with Chris Paul again. Join whatever team you want. Make yourself happy. Whatever it takes to make you happy, you do that. Your legacy is cemented. As Jalen started at the very beginning, you're a top 20 player that ever played basketball. It's time for sophomore for Boston. Jalen, you and I are old and washed up now, but we used to go to nightclubs. I used to go to nightclubs a lot here in New York City. I'd stay out late. Like Take the sun a nap would be up when I would get home. Out. And I'm washed up. I got kids now. But Jalen Rose, we have video of Devin Booker in the club, in the tub, in the club. In the tub, in the club. Now, I'm not even convinced this is Devin Booker, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, I'm not 100% convinced that's even Devin Booker. But Mr. Rose, sophomore boss move, in the tub, in the club. So, to begin this summer, I saw that his ex, I believe Kylie Jenner, you know, sometimes I get the Kendall, Kardashian. Kendall, see, with Kendall. Yeah, I, I, they, by the way, the Kardashians and Jenners have the best scouting departments in the history of professional sports. You look back at the lineage of people that they've dated, like you have Hall of Famers. With that being said, I heard that she wanted to have her own flex summer, which means they may or may not be together. I don't know. So for him, it looks like he's living his best life as a free agent. Free, that's what free agency off the court looks like. He got, he got his phone in his hand, he's relaxed, he's chilling, and he's trying to see which one of those ladies is gonna provide the water. Who's going to provide the water? Jalen, I love this Is it the green dress? Is it the pink dress? Like, who's going to provide the water? So, Jalen, I love this video of Devin Booker in the club. However, it cannot hold a candle to my guy, the Stretch Mark Five, Nikola Jokic. Remember him from yesterday? The Nikola, yes, yes, here it is, here it is. See, he's not wearing a shirt. He's not in the hot tub. He's dancing around a fire. Like, this looks like some sort of party ritual, some Serbian party ritual. And right here is when he goes up on one foot. I love this move so much. Shout to Nikola Jokic. All this I'm, is, I'm moving man. to Serbia. I'm all moving this to Serbia, is, dog. All I'm this moving is, to Serbia. is somebody who may be happy in their relationship and secure with, with, with their current partner and somebody else that's a free agent. That guy right there ain't a free agent. LeBron James may play with Bronny in a couple of years. Will he play with Kyrie? Stay tuned. Jalen and Jacoby after the break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Seaport New York City and brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, I'm going to need your expertise. I'm going to need you to translate something. I need you to translate LeBron James to English because I don't understand this. <laughs> Me laughing when I see negativity around trying to derail me from happiness. What is he talking about the Russell Westbrook stuff? Is he talking about AD? Is he talking about not making the playoffs? Is he talking about KD? Is he talking about Kyrie? What, what, translate for me, Mr. Rose. He's talking about one thing, and you came to the perfect person to get the answer. He's talking about his haircut and his hairline right there. <laughs> that, that that, that's all he's focused on. He posts that picture because he feel like he got a crisp cut. He That's does. all that is. He and does. it took him a while to come up with that caption. Like, newsflash, nobody's rooting against LeBron James. People no, have yes. already elevated him to being not only the greatest player in some people's minds, but one of the greatest players of all time. And while he's won a championship and delivered in LA, let's not ignore the fact that they got bounced in the first round one year and didn't make the playoffs this year. Those are facts. Mm -hmm. He's still playing at an elite level, however, but do you have the Lakers winning it all this year? No, no. So, Remember so that, when he tweeted during the playoffs, he was like, I'm never missing the playoffs again. I looked at the Lakers roster, I was like, I don't know, that's not a guarantee, Mr. James. So what he's talking about other than having a fresh cut and adult watch and a fly fit, what he's really saying is, I know we're not the favorites, so everybody get used to it. He's mm. doing what David Jacoby always talks about. Yes. He's lowering expectations. Always want to lower That's expectations. That's exactly what he's doing. Well, you make a couple of great points. Number one, when people post pictures on Instagram, most of the time, no matter what the caption says, what they're really saying is, I like the way I look today. Correct. Okay? That's, That's, that's all that was. is. Correct. And number two, I was really interested in when he tweeted that he's never going to miss the playoffs again because I'm going to rattle off some Western Conference teams. You tell me whether or not the Lakers would beat okay. them in a seven-game series. Okay, okay. The Golden State Warriors? Nope. Los Angeles Clippers? No. A healthy Denver Nuggets? No. Mavericks? No. So now we're already getting down to that number five spot, that number six spot, and then you're flirting with the plan, and then if you're in the plan, maybe you have a bad game, and, and you're, you're, you, you, might you, didn't even name, you might be derailed from your happiness right out of the playoffs. You, you didn't even name, like, my home run sleeper for somebody who's looking for an NBA team that doesn't have one. Join the New Orleans Pelicans bandwagon. And, and the Memphis Grizzlies as well. And One thing Memphis. we always do here on Jalen and Jacoby is, is omit, some, <laughs> omit some teams when we yes. make lists. That's one wow. thing that we are very solid so at Le here. So LeBron is just telling everybody, I love my fit. I love my cut. Lower expectations. I see all the negativity around trying to derail me from happiness. In other words, if I ball and we make it to the second round, that's a success. Huge success. Huge that's success. success. Parade. Throw a parade. <laughs> throw, throw a parade. <laughs> Jalen, Rob Gronkowski, great, just, just a legend on the field and off the field. And he attended an event called Boats, Bottles, and Bros in Boston. 
and he was asked about his future playing football. I'm done with football. Um, you know, love the game. You know, love, love the game, and uh, definitely blessed with you know all the opportunities that the game of football has given me, uh, and the relationships I've met. You know, obviously here in New England for nine seasons and down in Tampa for two. Uh, but no, done with football and uh, stepping my feet into the business world, the business ventures, and just seeing what's out there and, and where I can, you know, find my place. I would obviously answer the greatest quarterback of all times and ask him how he's doing and tell him I'm doing good, but uh, I wouldn't go back to football now. Jalen, he's retired and unretired before. Tom Brady has retired and unretired in the past, like, six months. Do you think Rob Gronkowski is really done playing football? And I haven't played in 15 years, and I never retired. Here's what I'll tell you. He's done playing football. And I was making sure that I listened to all of the buzzwords, the cue words, and his body language. And here's the thing that I heard that confirms for me that he's done. He sounds like the athlete that now wants to prove to himself that he can be something special outside of football. Mm. See, that's what I was listening the for. The business ventures, the business I, ventures. I was listening for that. Because at some point, that's what you tell the mirror. That's what you tell, that's what the people around you tell you. And then when you go back to play, that's almost an admission that you're not ready to do what comes with being a retired athlete. And so hearing him speak reminded me that I believe he's officially done with football. He now realizes that I can make as much money, if not more, I can be as happy, if not more, without being hit, without going to meetings, without playing football. I believe he's done playing. One thing I always find so interesting about the life cycle of a professional athlete is they retire at like 35. And you gotta you got figure out something to do for the next 50 years. And someone tells me Rob Gronkowski will have some fun in that half century. We'll be back with more right after this. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. The Summer League continues on the ESPN family of networks. This triple header is what we have for you this Wednesday evening. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Anthony Rose. Brittany Griner is still detained in Russia. For way too long, wrongfully detained, 146 days. It's not a fad. It's not fashionable. We here at Jalen and Jacoby will acknowledge her every day, and we wish her a speedy, safe rec return to the United States. Jalen, look at Dak teaching everybody the Dak dance. Look at the Dak dance. Lean Give back. it to the kids. <laughs> lean back. That's just lean uh, back at the waist. Lean I love back. The Dak dance. Lean back. Lean back. <laughs> I, I can't lie. When I saw this this morning, I was Dak dancing all over the crib. <laughs> I was Dak dancing over the crib, trying to teach my kids the Dak dance. The Dak dance can really catch on. I Absolutely. appreciate that. Teach us some young future quarterbacks. We'll be back tomorrow, ESPN 2, 4 p.m. Make sure you check the out the love. pod. Get the people what they want. We always say we get the people what they want. Part of that is podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen, I want to talk to you about something. You've always got a good mind for the NBA and how it works and the schedule and the travel and the calendar. I can't wrap my head around the midseason tournament, right? Like, is it regular season games that count toward tournament wins? Do you what do you win if you win the midseason tournament? Do you get a playoff advantage? Do you get money? Like, why do we even have a midseason tournament? Like, I understand the plan. Guess what? Plan's in. We get it. Done. What is the midseason tournament? How would you structure it? And do you think it's a thing? 
So the beautiful thing about the NBA is that first with David Stern, now under Adam Silver, it has done an amazing job of becoming a global international sport. Obviously in the world, it doesn't usurp soccer in its popularity. And in the United States, it doesn't usurp in theory, the NFL, because say 100 of the most viewed television programs in the United States happened last year. I would say 85 of them featured football in the NFL. So football for viewing pleasure is king. So you ask why? And I'm gonna get, this is gonna get to the answer to your question. Number one, we just love football. Two, it's not oversaturated because each team literally plays in theory once a week. And it's only 17 weeks there's a culmination of a Super Bowl and the important ele elephant in the room for football is that we all betting. Gambling. We all betting on football. It's like the NCAA, it's like the NCAA tournament all season. So Jalen, quick, quick question just from my psychology. I know way more about the NBA. I know way more about what teams should beat what team in NBA games than I do football games, but I gamble way more on football games. Why is Be that? Because they only happen once a week. NBA games happen so very frequent. Even if you were playing fantasy, it becomes like I played fantasy football for the last 10 to 15 years. I've never played fantasy basketball. Not one time. I mm. never even tried to play because of the frequency of that. So in theory, this is what makes football king for the regular season. So if you're the NBA, how do we make our regular season more attractive? Knowing that players do not take pride anymore, also teams don't take pride anymore in having their top players play 82 games. Your favorite player does not take pride in playing all 82 games anymore. So how can we make this regular season schedule more attractive. And here's the, the nugget I want to give you. Because NBA pop players are way more popular than NFL players. Mm -hmm. I hate to break it to y'all. You can look at the Forbes list. You can look at commercials. You can look at social media follows and likes. Like NBA Twitter and NBA players their popularity individual usurps football players and it's not even close. It's not even close. Like I might have more Instagram followers than Aaron Rodgers. You see what I'm saying? It's not even close. So now let me tell you what the in-season tournament is designed to do. Number one is designed to elevate the regular season viewing experience for television partners for a long season, but it's also designed to reinvest the players to get them excited about the dog days. And here's when the in-season tournament would happen. It would happen after Thanksgiving before Christmas, like that early week in December when 
Usually people start to like focus more on the NBA for Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get people to focus on the NBA earlier in the calendar. So that's what this is designed to do. The other thing it's designed to do is to create a level of inspiration and motivation for the players that isn't only solely based on playing every game. It's like, okay, we have an in-season tournament, competitive juices are flowing, sponsorship dollars are flowing, I can get an extra check, that type of thing. So that's what it's designed to do. Will it achieve that? Not gonna be able to do it. So what's it, what, is, what do you win? Let's say, I'm, I mean, we don't have to get into the weeds of how you structure it or neutral site or is it regular season games that count toward the tournament and all that, but like, what is the, what do you win? If you win the mid-season tournament, what is the prize? I believe the goal is to make sure each player that wins gets $1 million. Okay. But the one thing about a million dollars, so let me let me use Kawhi Leonard for an example. He's not gonna be motivated to play early December games to make one million dollars when the Clippers are gonna pay him $40 million to play 60 games. Mm -hmm. That's not gonna change his approach. Now what that is gonna do though, let me tell you what it's gonna do. Listen up y'all. When LeBron was saying he didn't like to play in tournament, I was like, he's dead wrong, y'all. That's the greatest thing that happened to the league. He's dead wrong, y'all. LeBron was dead wrong. The play in tournament, 7 through 11, has created amazing intrigue at the bottom of both conferences. Yep. Let, let me tell you who's going to be excited about the play in. Players 8 through 15. The midseason, you mean, yep. The midseason tournament, let me tell you who's going to be excited about that. Players eight, like a guy like Ish Smith, he gonna be like, yo, I'm what, what I got, what? What? You know, <laughs> at the end of the bench is gonna get real excited <laughs> in, in those games. They'll be locked in because they're making a million dollars. Like a lot of Correct. these guys make a million dollars. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna double my salary. I'm gonna wave all the towels. You need some water? What do you, what do you need? You need to help stretching? Let me rebound for you, whatever you need. You know what I'm saying? Ish Smith is going to be the MVP of the play-in tournament during the season. Well, we'll see about the mid-season tournament. Um, Mr. Rose, you're in Vegas. I know you attended the Pistons contest yesterday. Give me your takeaway on the environment. Uh, what do you think about the Pistons in particular? How was Vegas? What were the vibes? So as I continue to celebrate the popularity of the NBA as individual players and as a league, how it continues to grow, how it allows their fans to share clips online. If John Morant does an amazing dunk, NBA allows you to share that dunk. If, if Devontae Adams makes an amazing catch in the NFL, you can't share that clip. So the popularity of the younger audience in the NBA was on display and it reminded me when I was at the Summer League, Jacoby, how the NBA has not only secured the support of the younger fans in pole position of sports like baseball, football, MMA, boxing, it also continues to be a global sport. 
Who's the greatest international football player? Uh, I would say Ronaldo or Messi. Correct. You didn't say one that played football. Oh, yeah. We've, we've been through this before. I think it's, uh, um, I forgot, is the running back from London that played in the Eagles. Joseph Ajayi? Correct. Correct. My point exactly. So football is an American sport that continues to promote the shield and basically the helmets and the brand sell. In the NBA, the players and the individuality sells. And so whether I'm at a Pacer Pistons game, whether it's a Oklahoma City versus Magic game where top picks are playing against each other, the individual NBA player's popularity continues to skyrocket. It's incredible the growth that that has continued to, to happen. And also, let me just let me just talk about my Detroit Pistons, for example. Great. A player like Kay Cunningham has shown me that investing off the floor, and you saw me talk about it with James Harden now showing clips in the gym, Russell Westbrook at Summer League, um, Kyrie Irving at Summer League. When people question their investment, they're showing that they're investing offseason. Well, I thought about something when you asked me this question. I saw Kay Cunningham lead the Pistons' young group. That's Sadiq Bey. That's... Uh, um, uh, 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 um, Killian Hayes, Jalen Killian Hayes. I've seen them at the Hall of Fame when Ben Wallace got inducted. I've seen them at the playoff games when the Heat were playing against the Celtics. I also know that they went to the Bob Lanier tribute, an all-time great Piston player, NBA star, because they're investing in the team, investing in each other, and investing in city. So now when you acquire a player like Marvin Bagley, you hope he's a depressed Sacramento asset that becomes a player. When you draft Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran, you see that they have the chance to be star players. And now the Pistons under Tom Gores, Aaron Tellen, Trey Weaver, Dwayne Casey, you know what we have, Jacoby, that your Knicks don't have? An identity. Mm -hmm. Like, have you ever seen four Knicks in the same place at the same time other than the game? The game, practice. You see what I'm saying? And so that's what I saw at Summer League. I saw a team like Detroit putting itself in position to have an identity. A lot of teams going to play basketball this season. Not many are going to have an identity. That's what I saw, and that's what I appreciated. And it was good for me to shake hands, kiss babies, be in the gym, be around the game, and uh, just run into some people who love it just like I do. I'm disappointed in you, Jalen Rose. You were in Vegas for 24 hours, and you didn't do any weird blackjack. You know what I mean? You didn't do any splitting kings. You I didn't know. sit down at the table. I know. And, and for those listening, we've been through this before, but Jalen Rose is a wild blackjack player. Another thing that people listening know is that Jalen Rose is rich, but he's still betting like 25 a hand. 
You know what I mean? Like, like I've been looking over at your hands and my hands. Like, why am I betting more than this rich dude right here? <laughs> like, well, I, I can't afford why. to lose this. Well, here's why. Here's what you got to learn. You got to manage your bets. So I'll bet $25 when I'm, it's almost like stretching before a workout. I'm easing my way into it. Easy, easy to see how the cards look. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm watching everybody's streets be watching, including like why people watching me. You know what I'm saying? And when I start to feel better about it, mm. before you know it, I'm playing two hands. So now that 25 is 50. Yep. And then before you know it, I'm doubling down on each of those hands and I'm splitting those hands. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what, let's play 400. Let's play for 500, but not the other way around. I am yeah. not sitting at the table with the big bank betting the most at the beginning. That is no. not how you win in Vegas. Well, one thing, I like to do marathon sessions, get my free drinks, enjoy myself, go up, go down, go up, go down. But sometimes I leave the table and I'll be like, ah, I just won $200, that's nice. And then I think to myself, I'm like, I probably tipped about $200 too. You know what I mean? Because if you're there for four hours, oh, you hit blackjack, you give a tip, you bet for the dealer sometimes. And sometimes I'm looking back, I'm like, I just gave this dude $200 and I don't even know his name and he didn't even say anything to me. Like, why did I do that? But I also well, believe that it gives you good luck. It gives you good it gives, luck to have the dealer karma. play with you. It's good karma. It's good karma. Exactly. You, exactly. With, the people that's touching the cards, you want them to be thinking, I hope he gets blackjack. I hope I pull a face card on this 10. Not, I hope I pull a six and a, a six on this 10. <laughs> Jalen, I saw something today that's a little concerning. Lamar Odom is going to box again. And this time he's boxing against fake Drake, the guy that looks like Drake. I, I, I don't, what are we doing here, Jay? What's going on here? So there's an old song that I'm going to sing the melody. It went like this. What? People do for money. What people do for money. One thing I know about boxing, let me tell you something. If you're gonna get hit upside your head, you're doing it for the money. Mm. Don't, ever, don't ever get it twisted. Now, everybody wants and needs money, including Oprah. Don't ever think that if you walking down the street with Oprah and a hundred dollar bills on the ground that she won't push you out of the way to get it. That's how successful people stay successful. But what this sounds and seems like to me is the easiest path to get the biggest check. Mm. And if I can stand in the ring, take a couple of body blows and headshots, and somebody gonna put some zeros behind my name and it's only gonna be like nine minutes of my life, I gotta consider it. And sure. that's what this sounds like to me. Sure. Uh, Rasheed Wallace went on the Dan Levitard show and he, I'm sorry, Andre Iguodala went on the Dan Levitard show and he said that if Rasheed Wallace was in today's game, he would be better than Giannis. He said Rasheed Wallace is like the prototype, perfect modern day basketball player. I know you love Rasheed Wallace. But better than Giannis, Jay? Better than Giannis? I'm going to give you a behind-the-curtain take that nobody's going to give you about oh, I this. I love it. I love the pod exclusive behind-the-curtain This takes. is This is a pod exclusive. Let me tell you what Andre Iguodala is really saying. Oh, I like let this. Me, let me peel back the onion. Let me paraphrase. Let me, let, let me Missy Elliott. 
You know what she say, is it working? Is it working? Put the game down, flip it and reverse it. Then what did she say? Exactly. Hit record, we don't even know. Or when Michael Jackson says, mama say mama sama makusa. Like, hit record. We don't even know what they're saying, right? So here's Andre Iguodala's hit record that he didn't even realize what he's saying that I'm about to give him. What he means is they don't test for weed now. <laughs> That's all he's talking about. That's it. Perfect prototype for the modern-day basketball player. That's all he's talking about. The perfect prototype is a guy that can smoke anytime he wants and not get punished. That's good all for, he's talking good about. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> See, we, we, we thought that LeBron James was actually talking about people trying to derail him from negativity. Nope, talking about his hairline. We thought Andre Agadala was talking about Rasheed Wallace being like a stretch big that plays defense and rebounds and rim protects. Nope, he's talking about they don't test for weed anymore. And that is why you come to Jalen and Jacoby for the podcast exclusive content. And we need to hear from you on Jalen and Jacoby, not just us. If you call 985-80-JALEN, you can leave us a voicemail. We need those voicemails right now. If you're listening to this on Wednesday night or Thursday, tomorrow, Friday is going to be all Voicemail, so call yes. 9580-JALEN yes. and leave us a voicemail, and we'll put you on the show just like this. What up, Jalen? What up, Jacoby? Shout out, Reg. This is Bill from uh, Philly. Uh, this question for Jalen. Uh, time to give the people what they want. People want to know an untold story from the Fab Five days. Don't get fired. Uh, you know, a lot of us seen the, the, the documentary with this fire, uh, but give us an untold bad five story. Peace. Thank you for the know. call. Appreciate the love. Shout out to Ray Jackson, Jimmy King, Chris Weber, Jawan Howard, my fab brothers. I got an untold story for you. How about Jimmy knew somebody that worked at a supermarket, a convenience store. It was right next to Taco Bell, where we stopped for some Mexican Mexican eating. (laughs) That one gets me every time. And the person that worked behind the cash register would make sure that if we came, we could give her, you know, a couple of dollars, five, 10, 20, whatever we had, and we could basically get whatever we wanted from the store. So we went in there and did that a couple of times, no big deal. But this one time in particular, it seemed like the block was hot and the streets was watching. So we walk in and for some strange reason that day, I didn't feel it. So I grabbed a newspaper when we walked in. We go back to the coolers. You can see us on camera. My arms are long and they're low. So all you can see is the newspaper in my hand. But for Jimmy and Ray, you can see that they're holding Molson Isis. Oh. So we give her $20 or whatever. I think it was Jimmy, Ray, and I. And we walk out the store. Next day, we turn around, police come to practice. Oh, no. Police come to practice. Not, not a good. game, not a game. We not talking good. about practice. They ain't there to run drills. And you wonder why Michigan still ain't trying to give people NIL money. 
Ooh, should I say that out loud? Oh man, I'm gonna get in trouble. Anyway, so yeah, and I'm mad at Michigan about that. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'll wait. I said That's I'm going to wait. I said I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Great, great restraint, I, 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 Mr. Rose. Great I, restraint. I know we lost great two five-star. We just lost two five-star quarterbacks because we didn't want to pay NIL money. But that's you would think a school that had the Fab Five would be 30 years ahead of this, not 30 years behind this. But that's another subject for another day. So the police come. They like, hey, Coach Fisher, we have video footage of a couple of your players stealing from the store. And immediately the players that they were talking about jumps up and like, we wasn't stealing. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We wasn't stealing. That that was not what that was. We was not stealing in any way, shape, or form. Um, and so we end up going to like an, 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 a police station, an investigator's office, and they try to get us to recant the story. And I'm like, I don't even remember what I had in my hand. And I don't even know why I said that, right? I was like, I, I know I had a newspaper. Like, I don't even know what I had. And literally, they showed me the footage of me, fam. All you can see is the newspaper in my hand. You couldn't see the most nice. So Jimmy and Ray got suspended for the Michigan State game, and I didn't. Mm. We wouldn't play it against Michigan State. All of the fans had the empty cartons of Molson ice. They was taunting us. And that's why when we beat them, I wiped my butt on the S. So there's that, no footage of you wiping your butt on the S, right? I hope not. I hope, <laughs> I, I hope not. There shouldn't be. I would not be proud of that footage. I just imagine you like a dog, like every time a dog like wipe his butt on the grass I, or something. And, and I gave it a long like streak too. I like, I, I, I did the stanky leg on it too. I'm telling you, you know what I'm saying? I had to, but the problem is I forgot I had to still walk to the locker room. And you know the visual of the malice in the palace when the Pacers players was walking to the locker room? Mm -hmm. That's what Michigan State did to me and us after I wiped my backside on the S. They was throwing coins at me. They was throwing, like, cans at me, everything. And so that's your Fab Five unfiltered off-wax story. How Jimmy, Ray, and I was going to the convenience store to get Molson ice and got in trouble that led to those guys missing a game against Michigan State and led to me doing the infamous butt wipe on the S. Great story. That's why you come to Jalen Jacoby podcast exclusive. I have a quick, a couple quick notes. You also got a most nice, correct? I had a whole twelve pack. Okay, good. And second of all, one thing that reminds me of just how Michigan this is because an underrated type of beer is Canadian beer. People celebrate Mexican beer, domestic beer, European beer, but the Labatt Blues of the world, the Molsons of the world, like when you get, when you get into Michigan in that Midwestern zone, they really appreciate the Canadian lagers, and I do too. Shout out to Molson Ice and Labatt Blue, and shout out to the Fab Five, and shout out to you, Jalen Rose. Always appreciate your candor and the podcast exclusive content that you give to our podcast listeners. We have a podcast tomorrow, right? 
Every day. Every day we hustling. Every day we hustling. Why's that? Like the Blastmaster KRS One once famously said into a microphone. We're not done. We're not done. We are not done. Got to give the people.